You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. First week in G. All right. Did we count them right this time? That <laughs> is the question. Well, we're talking, of course, about FCA sale figures. Are we? I thought we were talking about the number of hosts on the show tonight. We are talking about the number of hosts on this uh, on the show tonight. But, uh, you know, I just kind of roll it's into It's muscle you know, memory, isn't it? It, is, it really is muscle memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the timing on those things that I play. Now, we first off, we want to tell you that uh, Tammy's not with us tonight, but she uh, she called in with an excuse. Should we should we do it now? Tam- uh, I, it's, well, excuses are like, well, you know what they're like. <laughs> but let's go ahead and play that. <laughs> uh, Tony, uh, Josh, this is Tammy. <coughs> this is the smallest oh, violin in the really world. I really don't feel good. Um, <laughs> I don't... <coughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to do the show tonight. Um, I hope you can go on without me. <coughs> oh, she's dying, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, obviously, uh, uh, Tammy's under the under the weather, apparently. And Although that might have sounded a little bit more like a, a clip from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, we'll, we'll, we'll miss her. I, I'm, I'm sure her family is mourning. And now people within the 50-foot range of her are, are not feeling too well. No, no. See, if you're a member of this show and you call in sick, there's it's no, open season. it's open season. Yep. That's how it goes. <laughs> so pardon the unprofe- unprofessional behavior, but you know, it is the Jeep talk show. <laughs> and we're not professionals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's see. Uh, where, where are we on the, <laughs> you already had a good start. This is, yeah, I had a, another run up a good on start the, on this week in Jeep. So I, let's go. just roll right back into it. All right. <laughs> All right, so did we count them right this time? That's that, that was the question. That is the question I'm saying. We are talking, of course, about FCA sales figures, and the question certainly has to be asked after the misrecording and subsequent misreporting of their figures in years past. Fiat Chrysler sales fell more than 10% in October as, a sale, as sales of the Chrysler 200 plummeted to their lowest levels in five years. On the other hand, Ram truck sales climbed 12%. Ram was the only FCA U.S. brand to show an increase in sales in October as even the once-hot Jeep brand sales fell by 6.7%. Yep, that's right. I said fell. Overall, FCA reported U.S. sales at 176609 its second consecutive monthly decrease. The company said fleet sales accounted for 23% of its overall total. The last couple quarterly reportings have mentioned high fleet sales figures as well. Makes me wonder if that's the only thing keeping FCA alive right now. Chrysler brand sales plunged 45% from the previous October as sales of the 200 sedan scheduled to end production next month dropped 69% to its lowest monthly level ever. Grand Cherokee and Patriot sales were up but couldn't offset declines from the Cherokee, Compass, Renegade, and even the Wrangler. FCA said it ended up the month with 567,462 unsold vehicles in inventory, roughly about an 84-day supply, which is one of their largest they've had in quite some time. They only last well, for 84 days? That doesn't yeah, sound right. <laughs> Somebody needs to check the shelf life on those Best Buy. Oh, yep, that one's gone. Well, guys, put a mustache on your Jeep this November for charity. Move over, Lyft drivers. Jeep is getting in on the automotive mustache game, and it's for a good cause, too. The company announced that for the month of November, it will sell a giant, bushy black mustache for Jeep vehicles through the Jeep Gear website and at dealers. That's right, you can walk into select Jeep dealers and check out the custom grill-mounted facial topiary for your ride. The mustache is made by Carstash and costs roughly about 50 bucks, with all proceeds going to the Movember Foundation. The foundation supports improvements in men's health, and it takes its name from the trend of growing mustaches in November. We would also like to point out that the product description says that you shouldn't drive over 40 miles per hour with the mustache in place. So keep the stash wearing to your own face when traveling at highway speeds. Now, if you don't have a Jeep on which you can put a mustache, well, you could probably put it on whatever vehicle you have since it installs with some rubber-coated wires that thread through the grill. But if you really want a Jeep with a mustache, well, the company is offering, or is running a contest, rather, in which you can post a photo of your mustache to Twitter or Instagram with the hashtag JeepStashContest. That's all one word. Stash spelled S-T-A-C-H-E. That will get you your chance to win a new Renegade. 
The winner will be the entry with the most creative, original, and high-quality mustache. This contest is also an opportunity to help out Movember Foundation a little bit more. Jeep will donate $1 for every single post with a hashtag JeepStash. That's right, guys. Jeep is going to get in on this game as well, donating a buck for every time that hashtag pops up, JeepStash. The contest runs until November 30th, as does Jeep's donation program. So get out there, Jeepers. Get those hashtags flying, and let's help support a good cause. And for all of our podcast listeners, hey, I've already got a jump start on my Movember beard. Uh, you're going to hear that scratchiness. Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> but I hope you guys get in and join, on, join me on this month as well in creating awareness by letting it all grow out. For more information on this cause and how you guys can get involved, well, please head to Movember.com. I want to thank you guys all out there who help us each and every week by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. You guys have a story you think we should be reporting on or you got a response to any one of our stories, by all means, send me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, which I often do. Um, Then I'm just going to put forth this idea and, you know, who knows, maybe it'll catch on. There's uh, several uh, events or or topless uh, Jeep type contests. Why can't we yeah. add a, you know, under the same vein as this mustache thing, why can't we add a bush and topless where they, you put a wad of hair on the front of your grill and then take the top off your Jeep? It's, you got you to gotta have some tan lines in there or something, I'm guessing. Or, tan lines or, would be you know, good. Maybe, maybe a, little, uh, a little string bikini or something. I, I, I if it was that. red, if it was a red Jeep, you'd have <laughs> the little pink there on the sides, you know, and then the, okay, anyway. Well, before we get too much more into Little Pink, <laughs> hey, I want to tell you guys about a survey that we have uh, going on. And, uh, well, guys, you, it's really easy to take. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey. And, look, we're not going to ask you for too much personal information, nothing that you wouldn't otherwise give to, like, the Census Bureau or, you know, maybe some sort of scammer online. No, or, I'm kidding. We're not going to be doing anything crazy with your information. It's just for our own purposes only. In fact, we're going to be using this for marketing purposes and trying to determine out who our ideal listener is and where they might be and that sort of stuff. So we're going to start getting into some advertising and things like that. But don't worry, we're not going to be using your contact information to uh, to send you advertising or spam or anything like that. So your information is safe. Please help us out. JeepTalkShow.com slash survey. Let me uh, give you the Reader's Digest version. Go do the survey, damn it. Because <laughs> it's the right thing to do. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. Hey, folks. I'm Clyde, and this is Tommy. From the Run House. You're listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Cheers. <laughs> oh, and uh, speaking of the Paps Boys, uh, we're going to be doing uh, uh, a, a live show uh, with them on the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. If you're not familiar with the Jeep Talk Call-In Show, it's a... Uh, a little show Tammy and I do uh, every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time. And the reason why Josh isn't there, well, it's not because we don't like him. It's because he's usually driving home or maybe even still working uh, since he's over there on the West Coast. So it's just Tammy and, uh, and I taking your calls, talking to you live. It's just, uh, you're, you know, your traditional radio uh, talk show, but we're talking about Jeeps and things that you want to talk about. But anyway, November 15th, uh, Clyde and Tommy, or Tommy and Clyde, depending on, you know, how the fight's going, uh, are going to uh, be with us <laughs> on the on November 15th, uh, uh, at uh, which is a Tuesday. They were originally scheduled for November the 8th. I was going to say, I thought the date was for the 8th. Well, it's, it's been moved, has it? It's been moved because Clyde, a Canadian, reminded me that Election Day was November the 8th. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's that little thing going on. With he, the, he was yeah, afraid with the people. that people would be paying attention to the U.S. elections. And I, was, I told him, I, you know, I obviously don't follow it. <laughs> <laughs> Political clash. Oh, I like politics. So I just don't follow it. Uh, it's uh, I like my own politics. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, join us on uh, November fifteenth, eight uh, p.m. Central Time, uh, which is a Tuesday, a week after the U.S. elections, uh, for the uh, little uh, fun there with uh, Clyde and Tommy, uh, Paps boys from the Roadhouse. And in between now and then, we're going to have a bonus interview for you guys to download. That's right. You're going to be looking for an additional download we're going to release this month. This is our final interview with Oregon Trail Off-Road. The guys are back from their 40-day trek, backtracking the the Oregon Trail, guys. And, uh, well, this one is pretty impressive. The story, the details of all of this, guys, this is going to be coming out, and they have some amazing stories to share with you guys. So once again, that interview will be released the same week that you're hearing this podcast. We'll have that out for you guys as an additional bonus download, so make sure you look for that and check it out. 
You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Hey, the Jeep Talk Show is a proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 Podcast, the Center Steer Podcast, and Trail Chasers Podcast. Remember that Trail Chasers Podcast name because we're going to have more about that uh, show and specifically Cody here coming up. That's right, guys. And uh, well, as you heard at the top of the show, well, Tammy's feeling a little bit more purple than normal this week. So we're giving her some time off to rest up and get better. Well, that's not to say that she was bad before, as if to insinuate that she needs improvement or anything. I was just saying that she has a chance to, you know, suck it up. I mean, she doesn't suck. I was just saying, okay, no, forget it. No, I better quit while I'm ahead here. Hey, if you guys want to wish Jeep Mama a speedy recovery from her case of uh, purple-itis, well, just send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com and use the subject line Wrangler Talk. Well, Josh, I don't know. I think we all have uh, problems with the words from time to time, but I think the sentiment was, uh, was taken well. Sure. And something you guys can uh, take to the bank is our new forum. That's right. Jeep Talk Forum is our new forum that we created just for you guys out there. That's right. Just for our listeners. Of course, anybody who owns a Jeep or is a Jeep enthusiast can join in because, well, this isn't your typical forum. There are no dumb questions. There are no flaming or telling you to go Google that or here, let me Google that for you. In fact, <laughs> find out side. more behind the stories and information we're going to share with you guys. You're going to hear here on the show from tech tips to anything else. You're going to find it there on the forum as well. It's jeeptalkforum.com. Hope to see you there. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What do you talk about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? Let us know. We want to hear from you. If you want to uh, send us a little bit of uh, uh, audio for it, give us a call at 530-675-4102, and we might use it in an upcoming Where Do You Listen to the Jeep Talk Show promo. All right, so now I, I kind of teased it a little bit about uh, Cody from Trail Chasers, uh, Trail Chasers podcast and trailchasers.net, the website. You know, uh, there's been a rumor going around that Cody was dead. Hmm. I mean, interesting. It was know, a clear, clearly a, a, a spaghetti overdose from what I heard. <laughs> well, or baby, baby uh, applesauce overdose. Uh, but uh, so uh, the, the rumor is not true. He's just been very busy with uh, his job, his uh new baby and i think there's a wife involved in there too that you know wants things done besides recording episodes but cody how dare she <laughs> cody's coming back he's going to be having more uh trail chaser uh podcast episodes for you very very soon and you know what uh cody took a drive down uh from california i guess it's sideways uh california to sema and he was at Lucky sema dad. today well maybe not uh, the the Paris hotel that he's staring staying at. Uh, I ate lunch there one time. The power's been out since nine forty five a.m. Oh, don't eat lunch there. <laughs> <laughs> Say a polite no to the cream. Um, oh my goodness! So, well, I, I hope he's getting. Uh, I hope he's getting some uh, some uh, some refund or something like that. I hope they comp him. Oh, you know something at least. Uh, I mean, I think they're trying to uh, to find. Uh, uh, they had like three thousand uh, guests at the hotel that are now that had to be evacuated from the hotel and the, they're trying to find other hotel rooms for them. And, and I suggested that I said, well, you know, Cody, I'd certainly make sure that they, you know, get you in another hotel. He says, with SEMA going on he right says, now. There's he no says, way. Yeah. He says, yeah, that'd be great. Except SEMA is happening. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> except yeah, there's not a single and hotel like, couch available oh, in the whole city right now. Of course, of course. <laughs> So anyway, uh, I don't know. I don't so know what, why is, things is, have to happen he, like this. Would he rent a car and be sleeping in the back or what? Well, no, <laughs> you know, he's close enough he, that he drove down and uh, his wife wouldn't let him drive his Grand Cherokee. So he oh. had to drive her 2014 Grand Cherokee because in her words, she wanted to be comfortable. <laughs> Can you can't blame the gal yeah but it's i mean even though the other one i mean maybe it's a little more bouncy well that would be more fun for for cody anyway uh cody was uh, out uh, i mean he had nothing to do with the hotel so he was out uh, yeah. walking around SEMA today and he ran across the jcr off-road booth and talked daryl uh into uh, giving him a bit of an interview which oh cool we have uh for you now so daryl with uh, jcr off-road 
uh, love their products. Got uh, sliders and front bumper on my wife's uh, TJ. Uh, they make great stuff. So let's uh, let's see what uh, Daryl and uh, Cody have to say. Hey everybody, this is Cody with TrailChasers.net and the 4x4 Radio Network. I am at SEMA 2016. I'm talking to Daryl from JCR. How you doing, Daryl? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good, good to meet you. Good, thank you. Good, you too. I, the, tell me about this Snowhawk. This thing is super cool. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. But it's an XJ on tracks. Yeah, yeah. So Snowhawk is our 2001 Jeep Cherokee uh, Real Hawk that we built two years ago. And the, the plan with Real Hawk was to take an old chassis, because it's 15 years old, and modernize it with new parts. Okay. So we went to the industry. We got the industry's best parts. We threw a bunch of money and a bunch of parts at a Cherokee. We wanted to build the, the, a premium Cherokee that's good for the street, good for the trail, and that was Real Hawk. Okay. But we wheeled Real Hawk. I mean, we we, we romped on Real Hawk. <laughs> Real Hawk. Real Hawk. <laughs> we romped on it. And we wanted uh, to bring it to SEMA. We wanted to bring a Cherokee to SEMA. It was our heritage. We couldn't bring a clapped out Cherokee that we rock crawled with. <laughs> so we, we blew it apart. We blew it down to the uniframe. We cleaned up everything. I mean, every ounce of this Jeep has been repainted, re-bedlined. Wow. And we put a stroker motor in it because, you know, it's got to have the soul of the four liters. That so. is awesome. This thing is super Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. So how many... How many times have you been to SEMA? This is our first time. This oh, is, is it? Our okay. First year at SEMA, yeah. Me too. This is the first yeah, time yeah. here. So, what do you think of it so far? SEMA, I've walked the show a couple times. This is our first time exhibiting at SEMA. And if, if you've never been to SEMA, here's how I can describe it it is very overwhelming. There are some of the most beautiful cars and beautiful trucks you've ever seen in your life. There's also some of the most gaudy cars and gaudy trucks you've ever seen in your life. But you just can't take it in. I mean, you can't process. You can't. Like, you'll walk through some of the halls here, and there'll be a one-off, multi-million dollar Lamborghini, and people are setting Starbucks cups on it. Yeah. I mean, that's just like, it's just SEMA, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. And it's, I'm being told that... uh, that today is kind of a slow day, and it seems like it's out of control for me. There's a lot of people here. Here is busy for us. It's, I think it's almost the busiest it's been all week in our booth. So, okay. I mean, you guys getting a lot of feedback, a lot of positive uh, interaction with people? Yeah, people are loving that we brought a, a Cherokee. Absolutely. I mean, and, and our booth is themed at Snowhawk Mountain Rescue with the tracks, and we have snow white carpet. Yep, yep. And we have fat bike and some snowboards on the rack, and people are kind of digging that we kind of brought a cohesive theme out here. It's a bunch of hodgepodge mess. So. Yeah, it is super <laughs> awesome, and, and there is, there's no Cherokees. It's all, there's a thousand JKUs out here. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm a WJ guy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but oh, I love the JK. I mean, the four door JK has changed off roading for absolutely. the better. I mean, families are out there and the, the, it took a small, tiny little niche market and just exploded. Mm-hmm. So I love the JK, but it's getting kind of long in the tooth because people never release the JL. <laughs> so everyone's just kind of seeing what they can come up with. And it seems like all they're coming up with is big, gaudy fenders and 20 inch wheels. And yeah, yeah. That's not us. We're, yeah. we, we're wheelers. So. Yeah. Let's, let's, if it, if it ain't scratched, you're not using it right. Yeah, that's sure. the way I feel. Well, Daryl, I really appreciate the time and hopefully we can get you on either the uh, Trail Chasers podcast or the Jeep Talk Show to yeah. get more in depth and talk about all the products. You guys have a lot of great stuff. Yeah, thank you. So uh, I do appreciate the time and enjoy the rest of the time. Yeah, you're great to meet you, man. Thank all you right, so thank much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, I love that. Uh, and also, too, uh, it, it really didn't dawn on me. I knew that they had uh, the, the XJ out there on tracks. And if you don't know what that means, you've seen them before, those uh, four uh, sets of tracks, like uh, tank tracks. Yeah, they're like triangular tracks on each corner. Yeah. Uh, just simply... It's amazing. amazing. I, I, yeah. I post up a couple links uh, in the um, in the show notes for this episode. Uh, you guys can check out uh, check out some of the links straight from SEMA of uh, of the Snowhawk. Just absolutely yeah. amazing. And uh, the thing that uh, that it just dawned on me uh, when I went to uh, SEMA for the first time in in 2012, uh, that was the one thing I noticed being a, a Cherokee XJ owner. There were absolutely no Cherokees there, and it wasn't that surprising. I mean, the last Cherokee was made in 2001, but uh, you know, hats off to JCR Off Road for mm-hmm. taking. Not I mentioned the other day. I think it was on their uh, their Facebook page. It's great that they keep the the XJ in their uh, images. Whenever they post images yeah. up, they'll have this same Jeep that they're talking about. It wasn't. It's not usually on tracks, and it will be there alongside the JK or, or whatever other vehicle that, that they're taking a picture of. And they're keeping the the XJ love alive, and and uh, I think it's great that they took the uh, XJ to uh, to SEMA. Mm-hmm. I would imagine there's some people out there going, "What is that? Is that uh, a new model Jeep that they're coming out with? Uh, is that something that looks really cool?" And uh, Josh, did you see the picture of the XJ JKU? Yeah, I did. That one's uh, floating around the interwebs, and honestly, man, I really like it. <laughs> there's a, I got a buddy who just is he's anti JK, and he's like, "That's the most." 
hideous abomination I have ever seen. And I'm like, <laughs> really? I, I, it's kind of growing on me. <laughs> I, I don't have any problem with the JK. I, I mean, really don't either. You know, the, the, and, and the, the square headlight grill of the XJ on the very boxy JK, especially with the square windows and everything else, it just yeah. kind of works. Yeah. Uh, and I have to make a, a confession here. I did post up uh, on when I first saw that picture, I did post it up on Twitter and I said, hey, it looks like the the uh, new 2018, 2019, whatever one it is, <laughs> JKU replacement's not going to be so bad after all. Yeah, <laughs> right. Was a, I got <laughs> oh, a, I'm sure. I got a few people that said, really? <laughs> really? No, <laughs> no, no, they were excited. <laughs> so it's it's funny. I wonder why Jeep doesn't uh, uh, do just come and ask the off-road community for uh you know concepts and ideas and things because obviously these folks uh which i've asked cody if he can to to find that xj jku find the people that uh, did it because i'd love to have them on the show and so we can Mm, talk about this um but uh, you know these people did a wonderful job making this conversion and uh, i mean basically it really is clean yeah if you haven't seen it's it's too clean it's very it's it's like a production vehicle is the way it looks but uh, in case you don't know what we're talking about, if you could imagine a JKU, but with the front clip of an XJ. So it, the, the fenders, the hood, and the header panel, and a, a very nice bumper that it probably isn't, but it is very reminiscent of a JCR off-road bumper, which they make beautiful bumpers. And uh, it is just so nice. And I don't know if you've seen the video or not, uh, Josh, but they have an electric uh, rag top. So they press a button, and the oh, rag top nice. folds back. Now I, nice. I called them cheaters never win because you know <laughs> in, in a Jeep it's not supposed to have an electric top you're supposed to have to get out and yeah. sweat a little bit and take that top off. But anyway, great interview, Cody, and thanks a lot. And uh, yeah, the audio sounded fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he was concerned yeah. about Th- that. Thanks again, Cody. That's exactly what I was looking for. I've, I've been calling out uh, the the SEMA event here for the last couple few shows, and and was hoping that we get somebody out there to give us a sort of on the scenes report. And and Cody definitely stepped up. And, uh, and suited, the, suited that just fine. So thanks again, Cody. Really appreciate it. Yeah, great job as always. Well, let's get over to our reviews. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be a negative Nelly here, but, uh, Josh, we're not getting a lot of reviews. Uh, they're they're kind of petering out. I don't know if it's because of Halloween and uh, the yeah, Thanksgiving coming up. some of that. Everybody's focused on, uh, you know, decorations and that stuff. We do have the holiday season right around the corner. I, I'm sure people are, uh, you know, in, in school. We've got midterms and all that sort of stuff. So no it, excuse. it could just be a distraction. In other words, it's an excuse. And just like, well, Tammy's excuse, everybody's got one and they all stink. I'm just kidding. But we do have a couple of responses. In fact, we've got a couple of reviews that we got from, well, let's call it the not usual channels. In fact, we, well, we talk about how you guys can leave us a review and, and a, uh, a five-star rating on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. You can always reach us on Twitter and, and Facebook, of course, but... You guys might not know that any comment that you leave on YouTube, we'll see that as well. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we got a couple here recently on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, jeeptalkshow.com slash YouTube, uh, or youtube.com slash jeeptalkshow, rather. Uh, and uh, a couple of great responses to our last couple shows. Um, first one is coming uh, from Nazo21 in response to our episode 251. FCA did a repeat with the Renegade. Looks like history repeats the Dodge Raider. If you don't know what that is, look look up every form of the small mix SUV for the 80s from Dodge and Mitsubishi that became a flop for the same reason in the U.S. No one had parts or wanted to work on since uh, work on them since uh, they didn't know what went wrong. So <laughs> that's very good, uh, a good observation there and, and fairly accurate as well. Thank you, Nazo21 on YouTube in response to episode 251. Yeah, I, I forget. I think we were talking about the Renegade uh, at the time and the problems that they were having with parts and uh, et cetera. Yeah, I was uh, talking about a uh, fellow coworker of mine who was That's having right. issues with his 2015 Renegade. And uh, I actually have an update with that. I can, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit here later in the show. Okay. And then uh, we, on episode 252, uh, we had a, a comment from uh, Garbage19. He says, I would argue that the chances of coming down hard on the rear diff is greater than the front. And I had never thought about that, Josh. And I know that you've been off-roading, especially in the rocks, a lot more than uh, I've never been on the rocks, frankly. So uh, I found that very interesting. Is uh, is I, that something would, that a diff cover would take the – I would think you'd be more likely hitting the diff than the, the diff cover. Well, 
Uh, look, I, I, I definitely have teetered my rear end on on the differential more than a couple of times. Now let's Not keep this ideal. Let's keep I this clean. We're talking about off roading only. <laughs> I didn't like doing it, but you know when you when you end up you know not getting a good spot or your line uh, kind of shifts as as you, you're moving across wet rocks or something. Sometimes your tire yeah. placement isn't exactly where you want it to be, uh, and of course that can put you in a precarious position that can lead to all sorts of things, including trail damage and, and stuff like that. Um, I, I have ran into the front diff probably more times than I had slid and backed into the, into the rear diff cover. Um, that being said, yeah, I've, I've bent a couple of tie rods in my days and, uh, and I, and I've certainly, uh, put a dent or two in, um, in a, in a stock Dana 30, uh, diff cover, but, oh, that's you know, uh, to be honest, you know, it's, it seems like it's about 50, 50. You know, from the I see guys out there, they just keep bouncing. They they slide and they get that they get that bounce because they can't get up and over an obstacle. And so you might come down and shift a little bit, and yeah, that rear diff cover go right into a rock or a, a stump or something like that. I've seen it too many times. So you know, I, I wouldn't say it, it would be greater than the front, but I would definitely say that garbage nineteen, the uh, the the person leaving that comment on episode two fifty two over there on YouTube, um, it's a valid argument yeah. uh, that I would say that it definitely. I wouldn't say disproportional one way or the other, but in my experience, my me personally, I end up bumping the front more than I ever end up slamming the rear. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I personally think it's a great argument for getting a nice, thick, uh, hardy diff covers front and mm-hmm. rear. <laughs> but uh, I focused on the front uh, first, and uh, it just turned out I didn't have much use uh, much use on it. But I just haven't been off road. Uh, uh, but that's going to change, damn it. It's either going to change uh, here at the end of this year or certainly at the beginning of, uh, of 2017. Um, and uh, um, I'm still hoping to get up. Uh, I'm still working on the Jeep and trying to get it uh, ready enough so we could go up to that uh, uh, northeast, uh, I'm sorry, northwest uh, section of Texas where the mountain range is. And uh, I had planned that for October and uh, that time frame has slid. But uh, anyway, we'll talk more about that later. But anyway, we really appreciate the comments. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's a great argument to tell the wife uh, or the husband if you're uh, wanting a, a new uh, diff cover or a diff cover set. Uh, you know, there's a good chance I could uh, damage the rear as well. So I, I need them both. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got tech questions? Ah, what do I ever have answers oh that's good because I, I it's tech talk with jeep talk all right what are we gonna be talking about this week we're talking about winch line and specific synthetic winch rope and the maintenance thereof the debate over winch line has been going on for decades pretty much you know three eights five eights you know what, what are you running how long you know all that sort of stuff well entered into the mix the last decade or so synthetic winch line you know that cool looking and lightweight blue or red colored rope you guys see spooled up on some winch drums Well, by now, the benefits of using modern synthetic winch rope are well-known in the off-road world. Besides being much lighter than steel cable, it's also safer for vehicle recovery use, and many ropes are made from Dyneema high-modulus polyethylene fiber. Easy for me to say, right? It's uh, standardly referred to as HPME, a high-strength, low-stretch synthetic fiber that actually floats in water. As with all recovery items, some routine maintenance, good habits can ensure your gear will last reliably for a very long time. All right, to begin with, guys, synthetic winch rope, just like cable, should be carefully spooled onto your winch drum for the very first time that you're going to use it. Uh, You know, after buying it, uh, that is. Warren instructs owners to wind the first 10 turns or so onto your drum drum with little to no pressure, then wind the remaining length of rope onto the drum under high tension by winching the vehicle across flat ground. With cable, you can start right off the bat under tension. It's important to wind the rope on this manner without leaving gaps between the winds. And this kind of pretty much applies to no matter what you're using. This will, of course, keep the rope from later cutting between the winds to a lower layer, which can cause issues when trying to unspool the line, especially if you're in a hurry. The most common causes of synthetic fiber failure are due to cuts and abrasions or extreme shock loading, which would be like, you know, dropping your Jeep off of a cliff with it attached to the rope. Yeah, not going to last too long. By far, the worst enemy of a synthetic winch rope is abrasion. Whether that's rubbing across some sharp piece of metal on your rig or dragging across rock or rough gravel while winching. Use of a protective outer sheath can help resist abrasion where the rope might otherwise come in contact with a sharp or rough surface. Additionally, despite what you may have heard about synthetic rope degrading due to UV light or sunlight exposure, there is little to no worry about that for probably a good decade or more. If you have a neoprene cover for your winch, well, that line could theoretically last a lifetime. 
Most companies take fibers and uh, take fibers and manufacture ropes. Will coat them in colors for branding purposes or some abrasion protection. Over time, the coloration may fade, but this usually has little effect on the actual rope strength. Moisture also has little effect or little to no effect on rope strength, so no amount of rain is going to hurt this. And most chemicals do not affect the rope integrity at all. And if you want some additional peace of mind, well, good quality rope manufacturers often use testing procedures that you find in aviation chemical exposure tests. Yeah, you'll never see anything like that on the trail. So, a little peace of mind there for you. Should a synthetic line break in the field, well, it's possible to remake an end loop or splice two ends relatively easily. It's a lot harder to do that with steel cable. Keep your line not free. I know this kind of goes without saying, but if you so much as tie your winch line to itself with a granny knot, well, you've just decreased its tensile strength by half. Proper splices are the way to go for rope repairs. Splices can generally retain 80 to 100% of the rope strength, so rest assured you'll still be able to pull your Jeep free of that rock on the trail. One of the more common ways a synthetic rope can become damaged is at the winch fair lead. First, ensure there are no metal burrs or sharp edges that might come in contact with the rope. Secondly, if you're, having, if you're using a house fair lead, use the, uh, the one-piece style the, versus the more common roller style. Make sure the backside of it is smooth, smoothly radiused as well where the rope will ride and free of any sharp, or, sharp edges or burrs as well. Lastly, make sure the steel fairlead opening on your winch plate has a large enough opening to ensure there is no way the rope can come in contact with the steel winch plate bracket. I know those ATV uh, uh, fairleads are very cheap and inexpensive, but trust me, you don't want to use one on a Jeep. As mentioned, the biggest vulnerability of synthetic winch rope is damage due to abrasion. It's wise to run a protective sheath over your winch rope. These are generally 6 to 10 feet long and can be slid along your line to whatever location is needed. A rope thimble or metal loop is often used to terminate your rope as sharp bends were once thought to produce excessive fiber heat under load. However, recent studies have shown that you are fine as long as the termination point at the rope end is wrapped around... Uh, is the, as long as the termination point is, is wrapped around is of the same diameter of the rope or larger, basically. One caution to observe when using th synthetic rope on a winch is that overheating and, degra and degra degrading the fibers from the type of winch drum that uses internal braking action. That basically means is as that drum uh, breaks, uh, that winch is going to produce some heat in there and that could melt your line. To check for damage is, the best way to check for damage is unspool the rope and examine a portion of the first layer of that winch spool. Rope should still be, it should still feel pliable, and the strands should be able to move apart freely. If not, and it's brittle or melted, even well, then you're going to have to replace that. Some rope suppliers will use a heat protective sheath, a sheath on the first drum layer of rope, as a guard against heat degradation to the rope. Dyneema recommends that the rope temperature stay below about 160 degrees Fahrenheit to prevent degradation. In essence, a color corded rope is stronger, a, a colder rope is stronger, and a hotter rope is weaker. Well, guys, I hope this gives you some good advice and, uh, well, a little bit more perspective into keeping the life of your synthetic winch line nice and long and strong for that matter as well. And, hey, Jeepers, let me know if you guys have a tech question you would like answered here on the Jeep Talk Show. Go ahead. Feel free. Doesn't matter uh, how silly it is or, you know, how difficult you might silly. think it is. Oh, <laughs> it's we, not we silly. actually prefer the silly stuff. So go yeah. to jeeptalkforum.com or shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with the subject line tech talk. We'll answer your questions right here on the show. Yeah, jeeptalkforum.com. You can go over there and uh, see this story and uh, interact with uh, Josh and the rest of us and other members of Jeep Talk uh, Forum uh, website and uh, get more into the story, get more information, maybe ask some questions that uh, you don't normally feel comfortable calling into the voicemail or, or whatever. I think everybody uh, knows uh, how a forum works. So uh, we hope to see you over there. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, you know, Josh, the, the more I hear about synthetic lines, the more I'm glad that I didn't get one. Is that right? It just, to me, the only benefit is, is that you get to be one of the cool kids that you see <laughs> out uh, King of the Hammers and everything else. I mean, oh, sure. it seems to be a great idea for something uh, that's competition that you need to do in a hurry. And I, I guess there are some parks where they're, they're very busy, like uh, Easter Jeep Safari probably will be one of those situations mm. where you don't want to be the guy holding up the 5,200 Jeeps uh, and other four-wheel drives behind you because you have a slow winch or you're dealing with, uh, with, with uh, the cable. Uh, but uh, it seems to me that there are far less things that go wrong with cable than with winch. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the synthetic winch uh, lines. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree. I mean, there's a lot less that can happen uh, to to cable line uh, versus synthetic line. So, I mean, as far as you know, putting yourself in harm's way, 
Well, you certainly have to be a lot more careful yes. uh, using synthetic line than you do with the cable. So, um, you know, just I, I guess, uh, you know, an ounce of prevention goes a long way. Well, I thought you were going to say that the uh, cable line is more dangerous because when it snaps, it'll take out uh, that Dana 35 and everything that, else. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't want to be anywhere near a cable line when it snaps. If a synthetic line snaps, it's just plain and simply just going to fall to the ground. Yeah, uh, the crowd goes, I, oh. <laughs> yeah, but if a uh, steel cable line snaps, well, that could cut a vehicle in half. Yeah, so uh, it's like a lightsaber without that uh, the cool lighting effect. Uh, so, uh, yeah, always use a, a line dampener whenever you're using steel cable, by the way. I think everybody knows that, but I, yeah, I guess it's one of those things where you... Common sense by now. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things it's always good to mention. So, Well, anyway. hey, something else is good to mention is our voicemail line, 530-675-4102. That's how you guys can, well, not get a hold of us, but leave us a message, if you will. A 24-7 voicemail line. Nobody will ever answer it. So 3 o'clock in the morning and too many beers, give us a call. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so at the beep, leave your message. Hey, guys. It's Goose in Colorado. Um, first off, I just wanted to say, Nikki G, that bit about the brakes, I'm assuming that was in response to my comment a, few, a week back or so. That was hilarious. <laughs> also, um... I wanted to ask you guys if maybe I'm missing something, but I listened to you guys on my on her radio app, and uh, I also started listening to the Trail Chasers podcast, but there's only 15 episodes on there, and I'm wondering if uh, he just stopped doing it with iHeart, or is there somewhere else where he has them, or does he just post them in bulk, so there'll be another 15 up at a certain deadline? All right, guys. I hope you all have a good one and uh, keep up the good work. Bye. Cody is a uh, podcast slacker. Is about the bottom <laughs> line to that. Well, like we were saying <laughs> earlier, he has been uh, fairly busy here lately, and and I'm not sure exactly how. Um, and I, I hate to say this, but how on the ball the the updating is over iHeartRadio. I would assume that they're pretty much Johnny on the spot over there. So as releases happen, I'm sure they get. Uh, updated straight away but in the worst case scenario you can always head to the 4x4 radio network where uh, we host the uh, trail chasers podcast and and find out what the latest is over there of course mm-hmm. you can always go to trailchasers.net and uh and see the latest of what's happening with cody and of course the uh the podcast and the website and everything else right over straight from the horse's mouth as it were yeah i encourage you to bother him on twitter and facebook uh, oh at, there you go yeah at trail chasers i believe is uh is the the twitter uh name handle uh, whatever you call it uh, but yeah, go over there and give him a hard time. But uh, I actually shared uh, your uh, comment with him uh, earlier tonight because we were working on getting the uh, SEMA interviews from him. Mm. And uh, I wanted him to know that people were calling us and asking where the Trail Chasers uh, podcast is. <laughs> we are not my brother's keeper. No, I'm just kidding, guys. No, no all- absolutely. If you want to know anything about what's happening on the 4x4 radio network and uh, yes. with one of the other podcasts, you can drop us a line. We don't mind. No, of course not. We're all uh, all the members of the 4x4 radio network. and uh, uh, One big happy, happy dysfunctional family. Dysfunctional uh, underscored. Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? Darryl, I think you ought to keep that rig at the mall. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you've got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use them with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with a big old tires and a lighter. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys are to give me a beer. So I'd like for you guys to take a moment and go over there and take our survey. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey or go to the jeeptalkshow.com website and you'll see a big button that says survey somewhere on there up close to the top of the page. Uh, no uh, salesman will call. Uh, <laughs> it's just information about uh, who you are and uh, what the hell you're doing all listening to this show. All right. So anyway, uh, we uh, we normally talk about either uh, radio uh, Comtech or uh, Cherokee uh, modifications at this point, but I wanted to take the time to tell you about something that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, so JTS was contacted today by uh, Safford, not Stafford, but Safford. I think I'm saying that right. Of Springfield, which I think is the home of the Simpsons. Uh, so I'd like to have a good interview with Homer or Bart. Um, anyway. Oh. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, they contacted us to inform us of a blog post. Uh, they had done an extensive survey. Okay, maybe I'm embellishing a little here. And found that the top... That's not the Tony I know. <laughs> that the top five off-road podcasts to listen to while commuting were... Well, I don't want to ruin the surprise for you, so... Oh, sure. Build me up and then just leave me hanging. <laughs> it's uh, years of uh, women doing that uh, to me. So, uh, for you, I'd like for you to jump over to uh, Safford. It's S-A-F-F-O-R-D of Springfield.com and check out their blog, Five Off-Road Podcast, for your commute. So yeah, I think you guys will find the list uh, very interesting. Yeah, we did. Uh, loved. Uh, and, you know, obviously we're on that list. And uh, it's, uh, otherwise, uh, we're not big enough to be talking about a list that we wouldn't be on. I don't, I don't think, Josh. So, actually, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's we probably don't us. want to mention some of the lists that we're on, in fact. But, uh, yeah, well, a couple of watch lists, for sure. You know. So uh, re- I would really Josh love show. if you would go over there to their blog. And, of course, we'll have the link in our show notes. But would really love if you go over there and visit that blog. And there's a little area there at the bottom for comments. Go over there and leave these folks some comments. Let them know that. Just uh, how sick and twisted our fan. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. That whenever, <laughs> whenever they mention the Jeep Talk Show, anyway, it mentions the Jeep Talk Show in a publication that uh, our audience is going to go over there and read it and, uh, and chime in. Uh, give them a little like, uh, activity over there. I'll be uh, checking into that. Give and them a little lo- something to ban you with. Looking for those comments. And, you know, uh, we have a unique audience, so I'm looking forward to seeing some unique comments. I hope so. <laughs> well, here, there's something that doesn't get much more unique than this. Oh, it's yes. the mind of Nikki G. Good segue. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, I want everybody to stop what they're doing for a second. Here are my hands. Look to their left. Now look to your right. And if you see Super Croc, <laughs> call in. <laughs> Has there been a Super Croc? It's been a while since we heard from Anton. I fear that uh, he was carried off by one of those Minnesota mosquitoes, or maybe abducted by aliens. Which, if that's the case, they've probably elected him supreme leader, and God only knows what he's doing up there. Supreme lamificator. And uh, I'll also accept Elvis. If anybody sees Elvis, uh, call in, too. And uh, now that that's out of the way, and Halloween is over with, it's that time of year that we all look forward to, some of us dread. I'm not talking about Christmas. I'm talking about Tony's gratuitous use of... Of the turkey call. Ah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Gratuitous indeed. Oh, thank you very much, Nikki G. Another great segue. <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Josh, I was looking outside uh, the office uh, that I work at today, and there is a uh, uh, upscale strip center. Um, and it's funny, funny thing it is, in the area, there are, are honest-to-goodness strip centers for where women take clothes off and in, in the gallery, we call area. those strip clubs here. I think what you might be referring to is a strip mall. Well, that's the, that's what I'm saying is that there's okay. a, there's a strip mall, but there is a bona fide strip. Uh, what'd you call it? A gentleman's club. club. I think is what yeah, it's called. There you go. And, uh, I mean, right there, right behind it. But anyway, well, I, I guess I, where we know where Tony's going to lunch on Monday, <laughs> man, <laughs> you do not want to ask where the, the cheese uh, dip came from. Oh, so anyway, looking at that, that strip center, getting back on point here, uh, I saw there were Christmas decorations in that strip center. <sighs> Not to be confused with the Gentleman's Club. I don't know what when they start decorating. Yeah, it, look, we, we, got a, we got a chain of stores out here called Fred Meyers. I, I think there yeah. might be Kroger's uh, elsewhere or something like that. Uh, anyways, uh, they had their, their aisle of you know, Christmas lights and decorations out the first week of October. Good Lord. Before I, Halloween. I really, I wanted to wring the neck of the store manager like, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. You put that crap away <laughs> right this minute. Can we get through one holiday before we get to another? I mean, let's at least get through, uh, you know, Halloween before we start getting into the Christmas stuff. I mean, give me a break. Kids are barely back to school and you want to start throwing out the Christmas stuff. F you. <laughs> See where this is going, Josh. 
They're trying to get year round. They're trying to get my blood pressure up. Yeah, what they're, they're trying to get year round Christmas. This is this is what their goal. And as it turns it's out, like, oh, we we sold the first Christmas light in July. <laughs> and as it turns Good out, for you. And as it turns out, little Bobby's dad, the guy down the street that never took down the Christmas lights, was just living the future. <laughs> Trendsetter. That's Trendsetter. What they'll refer to him as. <laughs> All right. Oh no, seriously, I, it's it's really one of those things that just grinds my gears. I I, I can't stand. It surprises know, trying me. To, I, and I, I look, I, I love our capitalistic society, mm-hmm. but this is ridiculous. There, there's got to be a line in the sand here, people. And, and if you're with me on this, you, you got to start talking to the store managers in your area and just give them a piece <laughs> of your mind. Just don't wrap your hands around their neck too tight, okay? We, we want you guys to keep listening to the show. Uh, I just glanced over at the uh, at the chat room, which you guys need to be in. If you're not uh, joining us live on Thursday nights, 10 p.m., you should be. Uh, Steve 4.3LXJ says, quit talking about my bulletproof rear end. And, of course, he's talking about my comment about the Dana 35. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get over to some Amazon. You bought what? Amazon.com and the Jeep Talk Show present You Bought What? what? Oh, my oh, God. What, what is this? It, well, this is a way for you guys to support the Jeep Talk Show. That's right. If you want to do any online shopping, if you have done online shopping, if you're planning on doing online shopping, well, you need to use this link, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. At that point, anything that you shop for, shop with, put it in your cart through Amazon, we're going to get a little piece of the pie. We're going to get a small little credit for your purchase. That's right. It's a great way to support your, well, your favorite podcast for one and stick it to the man too, because you're not going to be getting charged an extra cent, not one dime more. Nope. It's uh, Amazon is going to give us a small percentage of your purchase and we get to see what you guys have bought. And this is where the fun comes in because you guys sometimes throw us a nice little curveball. But we got some great items here for you tonight. Now, uh, first on the list, Tony, we have uh, kind of been setting a trend here. Speaking of uh, trend setting, this is the second Jeep bumper I've seen since we've uh, in the last couple months. Very nice. And I just wanted to add, uh, you know, there's a lot of podcasts and and people out there uh, wanting you to use their Amazon link so that they get your few cents uh, on on the the purchases that you you make. And I just got to tell you, they all hate puppies. We here at yes. the Jeep Talk Show love puppies, and we are happy to make them fat oh, little come pigs. On. Puppy breath. There's nothing better. Oh yeah, and the oh. le- lay down and get licked by puppies ah, around the face. I'm talking about. Yeah, it's just oh, it's just giggle factor uh, above and beyond. But no, so, those other guys, oh, they hate man. puppies. They hate them. Yeah. Hate with a capital eight. Anyway, nothing further. Eating puppies. I'm just saying capital hate. Anyway, so let's talk about this bumper. Tough Stuff, 1987 through 2006, Jeep TJ and YJ, rock crawler, rear Jeep bumper and tire carrier. Oh, my God. For $319 with free shipping. That's unheard of. My God, that's a cheap one. That's why I I had to pull this one out of the list first and foremost Mm -hmm. because just several, several things. One, it's a Jeep bumper. Two, it's only $319. That's amazing. Uh, I'm going to have to look at this thing. So it fits a uh, 1987 through 2006 Jeep Wrangler TJ and, and YJ. Includes two free, oh my God, two free three-quarter inch D-rings, class three hitch included, uh, zinc undercoated dual stage textured black powder coat lasts for years or until the first rock you hit, uh, high quality durable quarter inch steel material specially designed for spare tire mounting system included to support larger tires. And it can support those big MTs. <clears throat> then it, oh, I'm sorry, if it can support those big MTs, it can su- support your wife. Josh wrote that. Make sure you send all your emails to him. Uh, some assembly required, and that refers to the bumper, not the wife, I'm sure. So grab handles for passengers or wives not included or recommended. That's right. <laughs> like Take the doors out and come back and get them later. <laughs> uh, take the doors off and come back and get them later. So my goodness, three nineteen with free shipping. What a great Christmas present this would be for the Jeeper in your life or you for yourself. Yeah. Imagine getting one of those under the tree. Oh, and, and big salute for taking the time to go to our link and click it before you went over there and bought that thing. That's great. Thank you very much. Yep. Yep. And this is a, this is a name I haven't heard in quite a while. Tread right. You guys might know about Treadright. If you don't, well, they are probably the leader in off-road retreading. 
That's right. I said retreading. It's still a thing, guys. Tread right guard dog mud train tire. This is the 3110-5015. This is a remold. I'm sorry. This is the uh, the AT. Um, and I couldn't find the price on this because Amazon sold out of these things right away. That's right. Uh, but the mud terrain version of the same tire, the same 3110-5015, went for $130, $129.99. So I'm projecting that this is probably going to be in the same neighborhood as that. Now, these have all terrains. In fact, they use virtually the same kind of tread pattern as the BFG all terrains. And, and rumor has it they even use the same carcasses, meaning you get that awesome BFG sidewall. These things are smooth on the road and aggressive tread for off-road traction. These are remolded and reinforced sidewalls, and they offer additional strength and puncture resistance. Great quality tires backed by a two-year workmanship warranty. Commercial-grade rubber compound for more tread life. These are made right here in the USA by TreadRite. So you want to go check that out, head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. They recently started following us on Twitter, Josh, and uh, somebody, I can't remember who it was now, it might have even been you, that uh, told me they are right here in Houston, Texas. And, yeah, they, uh, um, uh, TreadRite has been around for quite a long time, guys, mm -hmm. and um, really, I've, I've wheeled with guys that are running their tires. Some people post up, oh, I'm never going to run a retread. Can you imagine not falling apart on the freeway? These guys have been around for years. If they had any issues with their product that resulted in loss of life or something like that, they would not have been around this long. Yeah, those prices uh, are uh, very uh, attractive. Very hard to beat. Yep. They have some. Uh, they have the good, uh, the old tread pattern. Uh, at least on one that I saw, uh, they had the nice uh, MT, uh, the KM1 tread there patterns, or just the yeah. KM. Those were some nice aggressive tread pattern. Didn't wear they real were. well, and uh, wasn't very they good were stopping loud, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't very good for stopping on wet surfaces. But no, but so damn it, they knew a four wheel drive was coming oh. down the road a good ha half mile before you got there. <laughs> just just works so well on the trail. I wish yeah. they'd go back to that. I wish they'd bring that back. Yeah. All that, the MT2s are, are very nice, though. Uh, they're mu much more uh, pleasant to drive every day mm. on. So, But I did like the look of the KMs. Anyway, uh, great Amazon. You bought what? Don't forget to go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon before making any of your Amazon purchases. And don't worry, we're going to be having that Christmas buyer's uh, guide for uh, Amazon here coming up in the uh, next few weeks. Actually, uh, Josh, we should have done it back the first week in October, come to think of it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with uh, all the other Christmas stuff out there. Exactly. <laughs> Next year, guys, July, look for the Christmas special. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll just do one a month. What the hell? <laughs> we just found out what you bought. Oh, my God. I just can't believe that made it on the list. <laughs> the Jeep Dog Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners. It's Tim from Torrance. Hey, Jeepers. This is uh, Rob. Hey, guys. It's Cody with TrailChasers.net with another grand adventure. Hey guys, this is Cody from Indiana. Yoo-hoo! Hello, Jeep Talk Show crew. This is FJ Rick. Hi guys, this is Joe. If a turtle doesn't have a shell, is he naked or homeless? <laughs> hey guys, this is Ron out in Arizona. Hey, what's up? Jeep Talk Show. This is Jason, Oregon Trail Off-Road. Hi, this is Jake from California. And I'm sitting here eating pork rinds for breakfast. <laughs> hey, this is uh, PAG Free. <laughs> hey, Tony, Josh, Danny, Secretary Jake Collins. This is John, Free Runner in 1982. And on today's Radio Context segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, an anal probe restraint system. No. No. That's, That's not, not right. <laughs> we love our listeners. Oh, man. I love that. <laughs> ah, that's well done. Well done. One of my favorite promos right there. Yeah, it's a little long, but uh, it's so, you know, it, it amazes me when I go back and listen to all those uh, comments that people have made when I was uh, picking those things out to, to put them in this deal. It, it's just amazing the amount of interactivity or the interaction that we get from our listeners. I mean, so many people calling in and, you know, we get used to that. We get used to people calling in and, and making comments and making funny comments and we just get used to it. And then whenever you take the time to, to search for this stuff, it's so easy to find good stuff to put together a promo because there's so many of them. And I yeah. just want to say thank you to you guys for interacting with us. It, it means the absolute world to us it because really it would be me and Josh talking to each other. We'd be bitter and, and divorced by now if, if, if it wasn't for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why we live three states away, but, uh, you know, apart from each other. Well, hey, no, speaking of interaction and stuff, I, that reminds me, I, I got to get on uh, some editing. I've got some uh, some audio for, that I captured from uh, one of the last off-road shows here in the Northwest oh, of that's right. people telling us where they're listening to the Jeep Talk Show at. So 
Um, I got some good. I got some good stuff to drum up another promo, so you guys can be looking forward to that here in the in the very near future. Excellent. Well, I see a spot where Tammy normally sits. Yeah, we got an empty parking space here. We're gonna have to fill that uh, probably with uh, Cody's Renegade or it's something. Not, it's not like yeah, it's not like I could uh, actually see the Jeep because it's black, but uh, <laughs> the purple might show up. Well, hey, speaking of black Jeeps, uh, my own black Jeep here hashtag black Jeeps um, is, uh, is 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 getting closer to getting back on the road in the in the sense that well, I'm, I think I finally made up my mind. Um, in other words, you haven't done a damn thing yet, except thought more about it. More or less. No, I, I, look, I, I, you guys may have uh, may have heard here that uh, I've been in recent contact with a buddy of mine who just bought a CJ7 on uh, Dana 60s, and um, he's uh, he's building that thing up with some uh, with some beefy beefy upgrades, and um, he's apparently got a couple buddies with uh, some full size buggies. And they're talking me into bringing my little XJ with 33s out to Moab for the Easter Jeep Safari. Well, that'll be great. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. The um, pictures alone, just with the the big Jeeps behind and then yours, especially going the same places they were going, that'd be great. Yeah, that's it's going to be a lot of fun and probably a lot of carnage too. <laughs> but, well, but we'll no, skip um, the pictures of them towing you. Uh, yeah, strap, right. now, he, well, speaking of it. towing, um, and that's really the the main reason why I'm giving this serious consideration. And oh, basically, I, I don't really have a choice. Uh, he's he's not taking no for an answer. Um, but uh, given the serious consideration, because um, I've never been to Moab, and uh, going to Easter Jeep Safari uh, for one uh, would also be just absolutely amazing. Yes. Now, I, I wish I could have gotten there for the 50th anniversary, um, but nonetheless, this will be an epic adventure um, regardless. So. Um, but because of the time frame, because it is just, I mean, a matter of months away and I've got a lot of stuff that I'm, I'm trying to get done between now and then the headwork is the least of which, um, uh, frankly. So uh, what I'm going to end up doing is, is just getting, um, a head to slap on there in the meantime, I will still have that spare head and I will still have my head. So, but this is probably going to be the cheapest route for me to go. I can get a reman head for $300 or less. I'm going to slap that on and be done with it. So um, that way, I'm not going to have to worry about. Okay, well, you know, I got to wait for this hardware to come in. I got to wait for those to come in. I got to wait for this. And I got to do this, that, and the other thing. And and it's just going to take too long for me to finish my port and polish job and do the head work and get everything else done on my list before I am ready to do something like the Easter Jeep Safari with my own with my own rig. So um, to basically cut corners and move this this schedule up um, quite a bit. I'm going to be doing some sort of reman head and getting that on there sooner than later so I can move on to the next thing. Well, don't forget, uh, it, it, I mean, I'm assuming that the offer is still there, that they're going to uh, uh, put you on the trailer and drive you up and drive you back. Don't forget that you really don't have to do everything that's on your list because after this much time, I know you. <laughs> so go through that list and think about it. Well, if this breaks, all you have to do is get on the trailer. If this breaks, all we have to do is get on the trailer. Yeah, make I your know. make your life easier and just get her running. Focus on it, having it run, and then go out there and have some fun. Uh, I think you're as bad as I am about worrying about the stuff that's going to happen. But you're I'm, in this wonderful situation where not only are you being trailered out there and trailered back, it's not your daily driver. Yeah, so it can sit. It doesn't have to take you to work the next day. This is a great nope. opportunity. Don't overstress. Do what you need no, to do. No, but you know, at the same time, there. I don't want to be that guy, especially with the caliber of vehicles that I'm going to be rolling around with. So, you know, I, I don't want to be the the one that's holding up the group because <laughs> I got to I got to winch over every rock, or you know, it's like, oh, geez, you know, this, this is the third bit of carnage, you know, since we've we've started here today. You know, it's, I, I just don't want to be that guy. I would rather be able to, oh, you course. know, have have it armored up enough to where I can drag it over everything if I have to, or or have it to be where. You know, if I have to take a bypass or two, it's not going to be the end of the world. So, and I can still wheel to the end of the trailhead. So, what was it that you were going to do? I mean, you've got a, a transfer case skid. You've got, uh, I know frame you don't stiffeners have a, and long arms. Oh, my God. Frame stiffers are going to be a pain. I know. Well, it's, it's probably, it's, it's, it's probably a, a weekend, right? I mean, uh, a weekend of welding. If, if I had help, I mean, I, I probably have a weekend just in prep because of the undercoating that's on the Jeep, that factory undercoating that all has to come off, and, mm -hmm. and that's a lot of sanding. It's a lot of, uh, I'm going to say grinding, but it's not really grinding because I'm, I'm just taking it down to the metal, not beyond that. Um, but then it's getting the, getting the stiffeners up there, yeah. tacked on, then burnt in. That. 
it, it is a lot of and, and no, I can mention, I can see your wish to have the frame stiffeners. That makes sense, especially in twisty situations. Especially going to Moab, yeah. So it, it's from the from what I have heard firsthand, Moab is there's a lot of off camber, and mm-hmm. I want my vehicle to be as solid as possible um, for those extreme off camber situations. And and there are some trails to where you've got like twelve feet. And you're, you know, you're 10 feet tire to tire edge. It doesn't leave you a whole lot of room and you've got a 250 foot drop on the other side of you. Um, I would rather not be in a position to where, you know, I'm, I'm, my, my, my vehicle isn't acting the way that it should because it, the unibody is flexing too much or, you know, mm. something along those lines. I, I would just, I want all my I's dotted and T's crossed. I know I'm a little bit OCD. This yeah. is nothing new. So, a little. and part of this is, you know, that Boy Scout in me, you know, be prepared, you know, all that stuff and, and whatnot. So it's, it's one of those things where a lot of it is if, if I was going with a couple other Cherokees that were also on 33s, I might not worry about it too much, but because I'm going to be with guys that are on 37s and 40s and, and stuff like that, and I will be trying to keep up with them. Hey, they asked you to go. Go out there and have fun with your little rig. I'm going to have fun regardless. Yeah, but have fun between now and then and don't stress over it. I mean, well, my no, gosh. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to get at least one shakedown run between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be realistic about your, your goals there, Josh. I know how you are. I know. Um, well, hey, speaking of uh, realistic, hey, um, this uh, Renegade thing, I want to give you guys a quick update oh, on, yeah. on this. My coworker's Renegade. He actually has it back. I told you guys that um, uh, the dealership had told him that it was likely not going to be until the first week of December before he would even have a chance of getting it back. And if you guys don't recall what this is all about, you need to go back to episode 251, and uh, and you can, you can hear about the, the story about a, t- a 2015 Cherokee, or 2015 Renegade, rather, um, that uh, is borderline qualifying for a lemon law um, on this one. So it's a very interesting story. You guys can check it out. But uh, I guess it has a happy ending because he has it back now. Um, and um, I guess good as new. Well, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll exactly. Hear, that's, that's kind of what I said without saying it in front of him. We'll see. Hopefully, for your friend's sake, that's, that's the last we'll hear about it. But I suspect we're going to have more updates on that in the future. Not trying to jinx anything, but... All right, well, let's get over All right, to some Sammy, wheeling. Let's uh, get to what you have to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't say. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Tammy, that's all the time we have. <laughs> uh, let's oh, get over. Let's done, get sir. over nicely to some, some some some. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> wheeling where? <laughs> Well, this is what we're going to talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. Well, Jeepers, it's about that time of year. SEMA is in full swing and well, it'll be wrapped up or wrapping up by the time most of you hear this. And every year, that big special equipment manufacturer show is the mark of the proverbial end of the off-road show season. About all we have on the radar between now and the end of the year is a handful of charities. So I call to you, our loyal listeners and the Jeepers out there who's Maybe active in the club that you wheel with or perhaps an overactive forum member. I need you guys to let me know about the events that are maybe only the locals know about or your other club members might know about. So if your local club or local off-road park has a charity that they do every year around this time, or maybe you just like to promote the annual Jones Family Christmas Tree Run and Taco Drive with Uncle Bob and his never-ending flask. Either way, give us a call and leave us a message with the details, or better yet, shoot us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com and put in the subject line, Wheeling Wear. I think you could have gone with flask or flagellants uh, on that line. You know, I almost did, too, especially <laughs> with the taco run. It would have worked in there, too. But uh, yeah. Oh, gee. You know you can't buy humor like this. Well, you can, but nobody <laughs> will actually can. pay for it. <laughs> uh, apparently not. I still haven't got a paycheck. I don't know. <laughs> hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, we want you to know the Jeep Talk Show is also available in audio-only format. Great to listen to while commuting or while working on your Jeep. Subscribe via iTunes, tune in, Google Play, or iHeartRadio, and never miss an episode. Hey, speaking of subscribing, you can now subscribe with your cash, your MOLA, your money. Yes, you can contribute directly to the show via PayPal. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the orange button that says subscribe. You can uh, select 25 uh, cents a week, up to $1. Uh, your uh, account will be charged weekly, canceled at any time. Even if you don't subscribe, we appreciate you taking time to listen to the show. Oh, we sure do. And hey, did you guys know it can take up to four days for this show to show up on iTunes? That's right, guys. iTunes is a great free service, and we do appreciate everything that Apple does for us, but we want our listeners to get to our Jeep Talk show as quickly as possible. That's why we're recommending that all of you iTunes users out there subscribe to our podcast. 
no multi-day delay, you'll get the newest episode so much quicker. Open up iTunes, search for Jeep Talk Show, and hit the subscribe button. And never miss one of our shows ever again. And hey guys, speaking of subscribing, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. We certainly could use your subscription, youtube.com slash Show. It's where we uh, promote or basically uh, broadcast the show every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central. You can find the Jeep Talk uh, call-in show as well every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central. That's it for this week, guys. Wherever you are wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the Tread Lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to www.treadlightly.org. Hey, we've given her a hard time tonight, but Tammy, hope you get feeling better. Uh, you know, and I, th- I thought it was kind of strange she was doing all that coughing in her voicemail because she's got like a stomach bug. So I really confused. Yeah, me. there's something about margaritas on our Facebook page now. Uh, I don't know. Uh, see, that's the bad thing when you when you uh, call in sick to work, and then you you know everybody follows you on Facebook and Instagram, and you can't go and post anything if you're if you're you know not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Basically, I have a good time. So can you still have the question in there? Is can you still have a good time if you don't post about it? Mm. <laughs> it's a sad reality of the we need 21st a poll century. Going. <laughs> well, if there's a poll involved, you're definitely having a good time. Woo. All right, you guys have a great Jeep week. We will see you here next week. And uh, again, don't forget, November 15th, uh, Paps Boy is coming to the Jeep Talk call in show, taking your live calls and questions. And uh, we have a, a, we're going to have a, a Thanksgiving show. We're going to be having a Christmas, uh, uh, Amazon Christmas uh, buyers uh, show. And Tony's clearly having a stroke, so make sure you guys get out there and vote. And uh, don't forget, hey, congratulate the Cubs. Oh, they yeah, won. that's right. The Cubs. Who were they playing? I want to say the Indians, but that's, uh, that's the was Cubs. It Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Indians. Okay. Did you see the tattoo, the guy with the tattoo that said Cleveland Indians? Uh, don't they all have tattoos? No, no. The, he, on his forearm, he had the, Clint, uh, the Cleveland Indians uh, logo, and it said uh, World Series 2016. Wow. <laughs> Uh, Oops. Uh, yeah go with mom see if you can just yeah, write, scratch that out and put mom at the at the end and then Great. mom will be mad about the uh, here's a cheese grater <laughs> I grinder. just take that off would you uh maybe you can change that uh that uh one in uh, 2016 to a seven and there just hope for 2076 hope for the best <laughs> all right you guys, all right, guys have a great week. We'll see you next time